I am Inga Larissa. And I am Jennifer Rose. We're two whiskey pals serving a weekly whiskey podcast and rocking your whiskey world. Exploring the whiskies and distilleries of the world and meeting amazing people along the way. We'll be sticking our noses into our jams and all things whiskey. So fill your whiskey glass and join the fun. Hello, is that the Whiskey Sisters? Hello, I am excited to be here today because we are talking about Glencadam and sampling their 10 and 15 year old releases. Yes, you're quite a fan of the distillery, aren't you? I'm a major fan. I think Glencadam are the kind of sneaky, unsung heroes of a, like not just, I was going to say of affordable whiskey, but I think whether whatever price range they wear, I totally am here for Glencadam. I love them. They impress me much. They are. They're, they're definitely affordable. I think you probably sampled a bit more of, from them than I have. So I don't really have a strong opinion at the moment. Okay. Well, it'll be interesting to see after the episode today what you think. And I've done a couple of cheeky, cheeky tastings with them. I've been sticking my nose in Glencadam quite a bit. Before we stick our noses into these whiskey glasses and more Clencadam, let's stick our noses into the latest whiskey news. Stick your nose in it. So, whiskey news lovers, the Whiskey Exchange has announced their collaboration with Bonahaven Distillery. Bonahaven 1990 is the latest addition to the Whiskey Exchange's distinguished portfolio of exclusive fine spirits. A truly exceptional whiskey that has been bottled in 2023 after maturing for more than three decades in a single Oloroso sherry butt. The result is a complex and harmonious flavour profile that showcases the best of one having distinctive fruity and malty notes. And the number of bottles, drum roll, 537, ABV, 54.8 and price whoa 2000 bangers a bottle <laughs> that's 2000 british pounds each but if you've got a lot of cash and can get your paws on one of those bottles i bet it is juicy and delicious yeah for sure you know funny with the bonahaven since we did the episode with the gaelic consultant Yes. And he said how to pronounce it. And then also from David. So I've started to say Bonahaven. Bonahaven. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought like, I'm just going to rock that there. But I think a lot of people think you're saying it incorrectly. When yeah. You that, don't you? You don't want to be like a smug asshole and go, by the way, I'm saying it correctly because, you know, I've yeah. talked to it's David the, Brody. The who locals. Works. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what the I mean? Locals. Just, <laughs> yeah. That's how the locals see it, by the way. That's the thing. When I was doing the West Highland <laughs> Way, we were in a pub afterwards having dinner. And after dinner, I ordered Bonahaven 12-year-old. And the guy was like, what? What? Like, Bonahaven. <laughs> it's like, Bonahaven? Like, oh, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Maybe you should just have unleashed some smug chat. Yeah, I'm the whiskey <laughs> sister. Do you not know who I am? Well, I think, Inca, we should remain strong and steadfast and Bonahaven all the way. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So Shivers Brothers has released two RTDs into the US market. And those who don't know, RTD means ready to drink. Cancer. I didn't know that. Oh, well, it's ready to drink. 
<laughs> oh, ready to drink. I like that. Suitable for your handbag for a small train journey kind of thing. So the Kleidlewitz New Manhattan and old-fashioned twist and mix cocktails use a new innovation that involves twisting the cap to release an inert gas which injects the flavoring ingredients into the whiskey. How cool is this? Like, I love this. And the drinks come in 375 milliliter bottles of the Glenlivet single mold fitted with the special capsule. And to serve, you just pour garnish to your preference. And once opened, the cocktail can also be stored in the fridge without any loss of quality or flavor. So they basically look like small whisk, like the whiskey bottles. Oh, I'm keen to try these. I don't think they're available in the UK, unfortunately, but in the US, our listeners, give it a try and let us know. Yeah, tag us in any social media post when you're given that pop a drop. Drop a pop? You know what I mean. <laughs> Isle of Harris Distillers have invited people from across the world to join a historic tasting of the Hirach, the Scottish distillery's first single malt whiskey and the first to be released from the island. The Hirach, oh, I'm not sure if that's correct, but that's how I'm pronouncing it, has been named after the Scottish Gaelic name for a native of Harris and has been handcrafted by a team from the local area. The online event, which will include the first reveal of the bottle and the whiskey it holds, will be held this Friday, the 22nd of September. Oh, exciting. Live Gaelic singing performances will mark the occasion alongside speeches from the team before the first dram is tasted. Having been distilled, matured, married and bottled by Herox, the whiskey's flavour has been strongly influenced by its island home and is described as a spirit of complexity and character. With the first seven batches of the single malt available to purchase on Saturday the 23rd of September at 10am local time, both online via the Harris Distillery website and at the distillery itself. The whiskey will then be made available in October from bars, restaurants and specialist retailers across the UK and more than 20 countries globally. That is so good. I'm quite excited about this. Yeah, I know. And give us a good reason to go and visit them at some point. Definitely. It's so beautiful over there. Have, have you been to Harris? I've actually, have I been? Yes, I've been once on the way to Stornoway, but very briefly. That's a lie. No, I've been once on the way to Lewis. Ah, uh, not been there either. I've been to so, quite a few islands, but not those. It's a bit of a schlep quite far away, but yeah, something definitely on the ever increasing list. Talking of Gaelic singing, do you like the traditional like Gaelic songs, Scottish Gaelic? Have you heard them? Yeah, I actually quite like that kind of Irish music as well, isn't it? Kind of, there was a, a festival in Orkney or every year they do Orkney Folk Festival and there's a lot of that Gaelic singing and yeah little fiddles and things and yeah I had tickets but then obviously COVID happened and things travel got harder and harder so I never made oh it. that's such a shame see I love all that all that kind of folky like songs of longing and they're all quite like dramatic and theatrical and I used to sing little Gaelic songs when I was a young girl on Mull and I was oh. meant to sing at the mod the competition and I, my mum had bought me a kilt and everything and I got scared and pretended I had a sore tummy I was nervous <laughs> Imagine you could be famous now. Exactly. Beam Suntory has created the three-region blended scotch named Adri. Not sure. <laughs> swing it. Yeah. Made with malt and grain whiskies from the Highlands, Lowlands and Islam. The global drinks 
giant known for owning Ardmore, Ockentoshan, Bulmore, Lafroig, has started working with Edrington, which owns Glen Roth, Highland Park and the Macallan. And together they are producing Adri. Mm. I feel like I've not saying it right, but hey-ho. Yeah, this whiskey has been bottled at 48% ABV and it offers aromas and tasty notes of citrus, floral and vanilla custard. Initially, it was available in four cities, London, LA, New York and Shanghai. Fancy. Yeah. However, due to the demand, the whiskey is now available globally and it will retail at 80 US dollars per bottle. Interesting that two big companies start working together to create the whiskey. It's kind of a bit random, isn't it? Mm, collaboration forces at work. Dram dom crap. Talking about Beam Santry, so they own Okentoshan and I was just at their 200th birthday party. Oh, yes. Tell me all about it. I was gutted I couldn't come and join you there. Tell us all about it. Yeah, well, the weather was amazing for it. We got there on the dot of the opening time and there was massive queues. Like, it wasn't organized very well. Oh, no. The queues were huge. And then I was doing this VIP tasting with a couple of people. We would have missed it if we would have just queued. So we're like, hey, we are VIP. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. I know. It was a little bit embarrassing. We then made it, but then no one else was there. So they had to postpone it a little bit because everyone was late. It was just, I felt like it was a bit chaotic. And for the tickets, you got drink token and a food token. Then there was huge queues to order the drinks and because they would do lots of cocktails. We do food and drink well, right? We don't like people to go hungry or thirsty in Scotland. Come on. I know. Well, they because they were doing lots of cocktails, I think that was slowing them down. Mm. And then I'm not sure if they had like enough people working doing it. Or everyone just seemed a bit flustered. Was the food? I'd never got to the food. Oh, okay. <laughs> I <Fair> enough. <laughs> we had cakes with the tasting. So they had right. designed cakes based on the flavor profiles of the whiskeys rather than having cakes and trying to match them with the whiskey. They actually specially made cakes to match the, the whiskeys. Cool. What were they like? Well, yeah, they had the American oak cask was with like a kind of vanilla coconut cake, which is quite mm-hmm. nice. And then... 12-year-old Okendoshan with carrot cake. And then we were one of the very first people to try their new release, which is 25-year-old cask strength Oloroso. Yeah, so then they had like this rich velvety, like, you know, those red cakes with the maracinos cherries. Mm, Yum. Was it yum? Yeah, it was good. Um, Like, I really liked the pairings. They worked really well with the the whiskeys, actually, because I'm not a huge cake eater, but it really worked. Voice over Bob was there filming. Yeah, and he was filming the whole event. Like, they had live music and stuff. And then when he saw me, he was like, oh, I'm coming to film the tasting. Can I film you? I'm like, okay, if you have to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so for our listeners, genius voiceover Bob is multi-talented and is quite the big deal in the videography world and voiceover world. And then one point I saw him filming me because I was like nosing and stuff. And I was stuffing the cake into my mouth as a joke. (laughs) And he was like, no, no, don't do that. So check him out if you want. His website is bobrafferty.com. That's 
R A F F E R T Y. Check him out. He is amazing. And we're on his website, aren't we, Inka? Yeah, he's definitely a very talented guy, does loads of stuff. Also, just a quick one on the Beam Century. Do you know they've started to buy coffee companies like coffee roaster, roasteries, and like to do with why? Like just be, just to expand and yeah, just to exactly like, slap I, into like another field? I think they just, you know, when they're supplying drinks for different places and things they can say oh now we're also doing coffees and I just think it's really cheeky and especially coffee is kind of crafty in a way like specialist coffees then they're all going to be like Starbucks that is I just wondered is there some sort of link are they making some kind of tenuous link between their coffee and you know whiskey world but it sounds like they're just becoming bigger and what you know just spreading out into different areas exactly I think yeah eventually only a few companies will own everything fingers and all the pies yeah <laughs> get your fingers out the pies stay in your lane people whiskey sisters glencadam distillery was founded in 1825 in the borough of brechen eastern highlands of Scotland and the production began two years later. It was built in the era of optimism that followed the passing of the 1823 Excise Act. Must have been exciting times. After passing through a number of owners, it is now owned by Angus Dundee Distillers, who also own Tomantil, as you may know. Angus Dundee's blending lab is now located at the distillery. And if you're also interested in Tomantil, or cigars, make sure if you've not already listened, listen to our episode 29 where Ian Forteeth, who speaks amazingly quickly and has good chat, global brand ambassador and master blender for Angus Dundee Distillers, he joined us for a chat, didn't he, Anka? Yeah, that's funny because you know like some people say that they listen to our podcast like a faster, you know, they do yeah. double time or so and like, so <laughs> you definitely can't do that episode any faster because he's already speaking so fast exactly you would need to be slowing that that chunk down for yeah. sure we love having him on so yeah check it out if you've not already yeah there's lots of good food and whiskey pairings as well by the way <clears throat> Glencadam has not been that well-known distillery although it is slowly emerging as a single malt of its own right like you did say at the beginning its recent bottlings have not been chill filtered or caramel tinted so Obviously, there's been some changes from the past. Clink Adam's new make character of flowers, tropical fruits and orchard fruits is a direct result of a distillation regime that maximizes reflux. So the line arms on the stills are angled upwards at an angle of 15 degrees. Its mature character, especially when matured in refill American oak, has a soft buttery quality that adds a silkiness to the palate. Smooth operator. Oh, that was very off key. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm enthusiastic, not a good singer, but that was bad even for me. Glencadam has long held rights to springs at the Moorins, some 8.7 miles away, and perhaps the longest water supply for distilling purposes of any Scottish distillery. This precious resource then flows through the Unthank Hills. Unthank Hills, is that what they're called? Yeah, I know, that's what I was thinking. This precious resource 
which then flows through the Unthank Hills on its way to the distillery. The distillery also has rights to draw water from Barryburn for cooling purposes. The distillery has an old-fashioned cast iron mash tun and the fermentation is reasonably short at 52 hours. I feel like that feels very short now that most distilleries that we've mentioned on the podcast, like 100 and something, feels short. And all the age statement whiskies are released at 46% ABV, which we totally appreciate. Indeed we do. And I think I've mentioned this before on another episode, but they apparently have a, a water wheel that functions within the distillery. And I would be so excited to see that. I really would like to visit Glencadam Distillery one day. Yeah, that would be good. And was it their new make that was the one that was good for um, pina coladas? Yes, and it would have been good had we been prepped for this episode and made our pina coladas. But hey, we've been too busy being badass holiday makers and we've not done it yet. I know, but we'll get there eventually. We'll get there eventually. We've been getting served the pina coladas, but we've not been making any at all. Dram on fire. So, Dram on fire. First up, Glencadam 10-year-old, which is matured exclusively in American oak ex-bourbon barrels. And this is a multi-award winning dram. Drum roll. What do you think? The color is super light, right? Super light. Hay in the sunshine. Yeah, very pale yellow. I was thinking this is probably refill ex-bourbon because there's so little color from the cask. Very little. And it's quite sunny today, the day I am uh, retrying these drams. So I quite like a pale dram on a sunny day. Okay, before we we get into tasting notes and stuff, but I have to say, this is quite a light dram. Like it took me by surprise. I don't know, because Highlander, I was expecting something different and it felt more like a Lowlander. It was a curveball situation for you. Yeah, definitely. Right, so hit me with your nosing notes. Very citrusy. Then I was getting something slightly tropical and I was thinking foam banana sweeties. Oh, yum. There's a bit of oak influence there, some floral honey and, you know, that kind of like grassy summer field that is slightly, maybe a little bit dry. A little bit sun-kissed, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that kind of, that's what I was getting. How about you? Really nice. And I love the floral honey. That is such a good shout. At first of all, I got kind of like contrary to what you might conjure looking at the colour. I was getting a kind of like treacle sponge pudding. And then I was like, can I smell fire lighters? You know, those white things. Yeah. yeah. I got I got a brief flirtation with fire lighters. And then I was getting all the pears, tinned pears, poached pears, fresh, ripe, juicy, juicy pears. And then I was getting whipped cream with that. So a, a spongy, treacly, firelighty, peary whipped cream situation on the nose. I, I really enjoy it in the nose. Yeah, definitely. I think it needed some time in the glass as well. It was getting a bit more sweeter with the time. How about the palate? I was thinking for ages, what tart is it or a pie in the UK? I certainly like would call it a tart. Caramel pecan tart. And I got a fresh ginger, then a kind of mixed baking spice, spiciness, but not too strong. All the pears again. 
Now, these notes are slightly different from the first time I tried it, but I couldn't find my notes, but I remember them being slightly different. But, I, you know, I quite liked that I couldn't find them either. Yeah, and I guess, again, it's like the situation, it's the day, the timing. Yeah, you know. I kind of was like, oh, I've not written down much. And then I was just like, you don't need to, Jane. Simplicity is beauty. And then on the finish, I got contentment. <laughs> oh, you're in the mood for this. <laughs> Me and Glenn Cadam are a vibe. Yeah, for sure. I was getting much more citrus. And again, that kind of dried grass was coming on the palate as well. Mm-hmm. There was woody, kind of oaky, spiciness, like, but oh. not like, you know, like ex- bourbon, you think much more sweeter notes, which you were getting. I was getting much more like that kind of spicy oak. Okay. Um, like fennel. Um, <gasps> wow. Even a little bit of saltiness in there. Wow. There was something warming. I don't know. It was just that kind of warming oak woody type of situation. Mm-hmm. And then I was getting dried apple. Okay. Like very different to yours. But I, I was just completely taken back by the lightness of this tram. And I know you're not like, you don't usually rev your engine too much for lowland jams, especially. Did you like this? I like it much more now that it's been in the glass for longer. It's becoming a little bit more sweeter and just a mm-hmm. bit more to it. Um, mm-hmm. Wasn't like a massive fan. Okay. Like it's nice. But it's not like rocking my boat. Fair. Okay, let's go to the next expression, which is also part of the core series from Clan Cadam. And this one is 15-year-old, which is also fully matured in American oak ex-bourbon casks. This has been awarded an outstanding score of 98 points out of 100 at the 2022 International Wine and Spirits Competition. Well, let's take a, a moment to just let that sink in. Although I do think I am feeling slightly weary now because I just think, oh, that sets expectations quite high. What's my whiskey sister Inca going to think here, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's a similar colour, isn't it, Inca? It's like maybe a little bit more kind of like honeydew, melon, yellow, but still quite pale. Yeah, still quite pale. Again, thinking of the refill casks. I was getting darker honey still kind of floral honey but that kind of slightly darker one that is a bit more you know has a little bit more oomph something floral there i was thinking heather maybe even a hint of lavender oh nice and then do you know those like round rice cakes i surely do Anka. yeah love those and like that with honey on top oh now tell me this do you go straight with the honey on the rice cake or do you have a wee bit of naughty butter as well? Oh, no. Never, I've never had a rice cake with butter, ever. What? No. Now I need to try this, though. Oh, Inca, that's filthy. Get your butter dish out. Yeah, but you can't put butter and honey. I, I love butter and honey combo. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay, well, definitely. At least you're getting my vibe here. I'm getting um, your vibe. Okay, that's a good one as well. Another one, I was also getting really ripe mashed banana on toast, which is that weird Scottish. Oh, I love that. Banana on butter toast. Mm, Yum. And there was also like tropical sweetness on the background, but I couldn't really come up with the fruit. No, that's a good shout. Like I 
strongly get the pears again, that kind of pear explosion of different varieties. But as I'm nosing it again now and you seeing the tropical fruit, I am wondering, are there like hints of papaya and mango and that type of thing? Yeah, maybe like, yeah, some mango in there. I did find it kind of a little bit more perfumed and I've got wild floral garden. So when you were saying about kind of, you know, heather and things that I can really relate to that. I got a kind of butterscotchy sauce and maybe like a millionaire shortbread, you know, the one oh, that's got yeah. like the shortbread and then like the caramel, then the chocolate on top. I was getting that in the nose. Oh, and I was sugar. then thinking, I'm trying to stay off the sugar today, but I was feeling, oh, I'm at high risk now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how about the palate for you? Tongue tingly, citrus fruit zesty-ish. A faint Tabasco, but not overly hot Tabasco, but a faint Tabasco sexiness with the zest, not burny. Then I was back at my kind of baked tart. So I felt there was a similarity to the 10, but as if I was going to deeper layers, pears and apples with ginger baking spices and some sort of tart with a light, shortbready, buttery base. So kind of maybe like a little bit more rich and buttery. And then I was getting a mild, although there was still a fruitiness on the finish, I was kind of getting a little bit of faint cigars. Yeah, you know what? I was thinking even with the previous one, I was getting just a mild, like uh, on the finish, like something ashy, just a little bit of that kind of toasty barrel stuff. Which gives it a wee bit of rock and roll edge in my mind. Yeah. And I think this one actually, now that you said that cigar, like, you know, the, yeah, the kind of leaves, you know, toasty leaves made like cigar. How did you find it on the palate? Well, again, I was getting slight saltiness. Which makes me think, like, where is it actually? Lo- is it close to sea? I don't know. Like, it's just there was definitely something saltiness on this one as well. I was getting more orchard fruits and then mm-hmm. porridge with honey. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. kind of that oatiness, but slightly mm-hmm. creaminess. And I thought, anyway, this had like a slower legs in the glass anyway. Yeah. And it felt like heavier. The mouthfeel was slightly heavier. So it was definitely a bit more oilier than the, the first one. It was much lighter. And then I was getting Haribo Coke bottles, but like, you know, the fizzy ones. Oh, I do like a fizzy Welsh sour sweetie. Yeah, I was getting that. But there's definitely something kind of slightly herbal maybe there as well, which could be somehow linked to that tobacco leaves or something. Yeah, I think so. And I think it's quite multi-layered and I feel it's quite a versatile dram. I don't even work for Glen Cadam. You know, you would think I did with my chat, but I do feel, you know, passion is ignited in my soul for the distillery. I really like their whiskey. What did you think of the 15? Yeah, I, I did enjoy the 15, I have to say. More improvement for the 10 for me. Just a little bit more body, a little bit more, I don't know, just... Something, not, something. I guess because I, I'm not a fan of like hugely light drams. So that just, it just had a little bit more to give for me. Um, which one was your winner? 15's my winner. There's yeah. more going on. I really, I really like the 10. I think it's a good solid, you know, solid in the sort of reliable and bringing me so much like contentment and peacefulness in my soul. But the 15 gives me a bit more. Glen Cadam, I love you. <gasps> oh, goodness, I have like a little echo in it. 
I love you too, Jeff. <laughs> oh my Come God. and see me in the Highlands. I think he would have a deeper voice. I think it would be a man <laughs> with a deeper voice. <laughs> Come, Come and see me. In the Highlands. But I've not even had that much to drink. I do not know what's going on with me right now. Oh, that's it's the, the happy kind of glow, post Glencadam glow. Maybe there's a musical in this. Glencadam the musical. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> oh my God, I can totally see this. <laughs> I've taken it too far. They'll ban me from ha- using their hashtag. Whiskey Sisters, Whiskey Fact. So this is a fun fact I saw on Instagram the other day, and I thought I should share it this with you because I'm always looking out for new whiskey facts for you lovelies. So I don't know if anyone's noticed, but Adnamakin has a new image, a little print on the label. And this is going to be like, it's a permanent design now. And it's kind of funky print of a lighthouse like when you first look at it i don't know if it gives you lighthouse vibes but once you know the story then maybe and the lighthouse is situated close to the distillery and it is the most westernly point in mainland britain and the numbers surrounding the design of this lighthouse are the coordinates for the location of the lighthouse how cool is that? It's a long and winding road to get there, but very much worth your while. I've taken a wee trip many years ago now to that lighthouse and it's awesome. Yes. Oh, anyway, even the road to Adnamakan, isn't it just stunning? Magical. Also, by the way, I've been trying to get this, like I've been going what do you say? Over and beyond to find the above, above and beyond. Above and beyond. Thank you. Yeah. To find the latest Paul Lenoir, you know, the champagne cask finished Adnamakan. I think it's a bit of a cruel twist of fate. You've not been able to get it because oh, it's just not fair. I know, but I contacted the Italian distributor. They gave me they gave me names of the shops. And one of the shops was down the road. I went there. The guy had no clue, so they clearly didn't get any. I bet like, the distributor's probably just like, yeah, I want, I want that, I want that, and just bought them themselves before yeah. it even went and anywhere. Kid on, they're going to places. I know, and I've looked everywhere, but there are still some left in the UK. If, you know, well, I shouldn't mention this because I don't want people to buy it because I want to buy it. i've got so many bottles in the uk my suitcase is gonna be too full so i haven't ordered it yet but i might yeah but much sought after thank you for your dedication to that cause and hopefully between us we will snag ourselves a bottle you've been listening to the whiskey sisters podcast Next week, we are taking you back to Finland as we sample three releases from Terenpelli Distillery. How was that, Inka? Was that great? (laughs) Brilliant. (laughs) Love it. Terenpelli. Terenpelli. I paid a visit to Terenpelli Distillery on my recent trip to Finland, so this will be very exciting to sample these with you. If you like our podcast, make sure to leave us a little review on Apple or Spotify or whatever, you know, five stars. Or if you can write something, please do so. If you like it, if you don't like it, don't bother. Or if you feel a wee bit sorry for us and want to say nice things, you can do that. That's fine. Yeah, definitely. We will accept that. Yeah. 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 And follow us on Instagram at whiskeysisters.podcast on X. X. Yeah. 
at Whiskey Sisters and Facebook at Whiskey Sisters Podcast. Go on, you know you want to. Slangevar. Cheers, my dears. May your glass be full and your dram on fire.